Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV, over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Music to my ears, the Survivor theme song. Hey everyone, I'm your host Justin Walter. This is the Survivor After Show. Season 29, Survivor Blood vs. Water 2, San Juan del Sur. It is episode 8 we're going to be talking about. And tonight... Jerry Manthe and Ryan Allen Creo have been voted off the island. I am the sole survivor. The winner. Uh, the winner. The one and only. The one and only. And I'm joined with a special host tonight. We have Ryan Hooks. Hey, guys. How's it going? Who, if you are an AfterBuzz fan, you might recognize him from the Big Brother After Show and some other ones. What other shows do you host here? Uh, right now, I'm doing Gotham. Okay. But I've done various shows throughout my tenure. I've kind of weaned down this season. But I have three shows coming back in the winter. Oh, my gosh. So, so you be... basically live here at the AfterBuzz I do. It's <laughs> my second, third job. <laughs> so, Ryan, just as before we begin, are you a survivor? Fan. I have to I'm a huge you Survivor fan. I've been trying to get on the Survivor panel for years. Oh, and, I know it's hard. <laughs> you guys are tough to tough nut to crack. So. Uh, tough nut to crack. Well, you're here. For, you're here. Finally, you are sitting in the chair after many a many a email to the producers. You know? <laughs> oh. Well, good to know that uh, you know. I know you're a Survivor fan. Right. When did you start watching the show? Um, I started. Wa- I was a late Survivor fan, but I started watching around season eleven. Okay. So, Did you go back and watch one through ten? I haven't gone back and watched the ones yet. And I, I, it's funny because now that I live in Hollywood, I've met so many people that are from these early seasons oh of Survivor gosh. at like events that I go to, especially with Big Brother. Because, you know, the reality world is such a community out here anyway. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I should just go back and watch these because I, I feel like I know these people so well in person to see them yeah. on Survivor. You need awesome. to go back and watch seasons one through ten. And especially season one is like classic Survivor. It's different than any other season because yep. nobody's played it before. And it's it might be a little even painful at some places to watch because it's so different. Mm-hmm. But it's still classic Survivor and you, you got to check it out. And Jerry, she she right. was on two seasons that were in the first yeah. ten. Season two and season eight All-Stars. But uh, welcome to the panel. Thanks. So it'll be good to get a different opinion tonight on oh, what, you'll get it. what you're thinking um, for Survivor Blood versus Water. So let's get right into it. Last night, you know, the week before that you weren't here, Jerry and I were pissed off that Julie quit. And that was lame. So lame. I hate that. I went to lunch with a friend of mine today, and she was like, what did you think of Survivor last night? And we were talking, and she was like, you know what? Going back to Julie, 
you know, it would have been like even a better quit if she was freezing all night or if she were cold or she couldn't just hack it. But it was a beautiful sunny the, day. The day she quit. The yeah. day she quit. I, you know, that that drives me crazy. There's two things about Survivor that make me annoyed. Number one is when somebody quits. Mm-hmm. And that's happened a lot recently. Yeah. And the thing that also lately has been driving me crazy with CBS in general is how they continue to reuse people in these shows. Yeah. Uh, the twin sisters were just on Amazing yeah. Race. They yeah. got booted off first. I know. Like, how do you... Seriously, I know you've been trying to get on Survivor. For I yeah, we could ten that could, that could be a whole podcast. <laughs> just about that. Like, that just and I get frustrated too when it's the people that get to play these games three, four, five times, and it's like I wish I were them. That's right. more like I wish I were one of those people. I wish I were the twenties playing the Amazing Race twice and then going and playing Survivor. It's so frustrating. But I do have to say, this season I started off not liking the twenties, but once um, Nadia left, I do yeah. like Natalie as she's a solo player. She's mm-hmm. growing on me, and I think left she might be one of the players, one of the singles in the game now to make. A move eventually. I think so because she's got the attitude and she's got the competitive drive. And I think yeah. that is when we have the fans versus favorites, which you know the fans are quote unquote fans half the time. But when we do have the favorites coming back, sometimes they do bring that higher level of gameplay, mm-hmm. which I feel like would happen if it were fans like you and me on the show. Right. If you have people that studied and watched the game inside and out, they're going to bring the level of intensity of a returning player. And I think it's funny though too because I mean we can sit here and analyze. The moves that people make. Because I watch yeah. a show and I'm like, oh, you're so stupid. Why did you do that? Yeah. Why did you do that? Why didn't you do this? And yeah. then, you know, I think it probably would be so different being in the situation where yeah. you're like, okay, I'm thinking about what I'm doing. Because I feel like sometimes I would call somebody out on some bullshit. Oh, you know? yeah. And, I totally would. And I, I feel like the, they should. And the people on the show seem like they would, but yeah. then they don't. Yeah, it's interesting. But one thing that um, – so before, usually I don't pay that close of attention to the previously on Survivor. But last night I did. And it you was – the, they made the – you know, Jeff made the previously on Survivor, and J- John and Jacqueline sided with Josh. You know, that wasn't really necessarily 100% sure or established right. last episode before Julie got voted off and then they didn't go to Tribal Council. But then the first one of the first things we see is John and Jacqueline saying, we were going to vote Jeremy off at the Tribal, but we didn't go to Tribal Council because Julie, which looking at the episode as a whole tonight, mm-hmm. how crazy is the irony of the situation that Julie was in Jeremy's alliance. He was pissed off that she quit and that quitting saved him in the game and could make him the million dollar winner. Potentially. I mean, that that is definitely, it's so interesting. I feel like every week everyone always focuses on like this huge big picture and it's almost like you can't because yeah. every single day, the, the layout of survivor and everything around you changes because mm-hmm. somebody's going to do one stupid thing and when you have nothing to – it's just like Big Brother. When you're in the house, you have nothing to focus on. Yeah. And when somebody says one thing that pisses you off, that's what everyone suddenly focuses on for yeah. the next four hours. And now something that happened two days ago is totally forgotten. Yeah. Now Jeremy's a good guy and everybody loves him. And yeah. you know, he won the immunity idol yeah. this week. And that's going to – I think could, could make him the million-dollar winner. Yeah. I mean it's it's – I was just kind of like the irony of Julie quitting and that is why Jeremy stayed in the game – you know, three days before because they didn't go to tribal council over her quit her quit. And Josh, it seemed in the confessional that we saw with John and Jacqueline had switched them and they were going to vote Jeremy off. The one thing that I think you, you know, obviously host the big brother after show big brother is so much more played like week by week where survivor mm-hmm. is in every day, you know, whereas, you know, that the best seasons of survivor, I feel like are the ones that are played more week by week with Tony, for example, yep. where every week was every three days was a totally different game. You know, he's so paranoid, he's so paranoid. So, you know, Missy was pissed off about Julie quitting and that kind of segued into them talking about John and Jacqueline making that decision. 
And, you know, looking at John and Jacqueline, they keep this is the fourth week in a row. They've been, they the think, they think the power couple. In my mind, I think they're more the swing couple. They're swingers, you know, maybe. Maybe. But, uh, let's hope so. They're, <laughs> they, I think are, ba- I think in the bigger picture, they're just pawns. I don't see them as making the moves to get themselves to the end. I think they are the on the outskirts of whatever allies they're going to have. I agree. I don't see them at the end mm-hmm. of the day making the swing. And it's, it, to me, it was interesting this week that we saw kind of how their vote shifted, that really yeah. Jacqueline is the one pulling the strings. This week. Yeah, this yeah. week. Because John didn't want to go that way with the mm-hmm. vote. And at the end, he did yeah. based on her say-so and the way she was treated. And mm-hmm. he said, I don't want to play this game emotional. But he made an emotional decision. Well, I think even her decision was beyond emotional was the better logical decision. I think so, too. And As much as I hate Baylor and Missy and want them out. Uh, I, mean, I like Missy, you hate her. Yeah, I don't know. She rubs me the wrong way. You know what I like about her? I like that she's a gamer. That's why I like her. I like that she has, you know, I look back at some other females in her kind of position of being that motherly role in the middle-aged mm-hmm. woman. And I feel like a lot of the times they get crap and judged for when they separate emotion from the game. And I like that she's telling Baylor, hey, honey, suck it up. Lie to Josh. Lie in his face. You know, this is time where you play the game. I didn't, you know, you have to follow my lead. And that's, I kind of like Missy for that. I do, I do like that, that she just calls it like it is. But at the same time, I don't like that she can't take the the kickback to herself because we saw mm-hmm. Keith this week calling her out and how yeah. she always babies Baylor and is always running to save her and he's always oh I can't stand it when someone picks on my baby and they're mean to my baby and yeah. I almost feel like Baylor getting voted out might be a better thing for Missy in the big picture. The, it's interesting too because with Missy we ta- we kind of Jerry and I talked about it is Missy and Baylor have the almost the opposite kind of relationship of Sierra and Laura Moret mm-hmm. when uh, you know it was the other way around where Laura was taking direction from her daughter but this right. time it's the mother giving direction to her daughter and there is probably a little bit of an age difference I thought Laura was a better game player too Laura so. was a great game player I think more of just more of just being a hardcore player but strategically Laura did rely on her daughter whereas I think look at the life experience between the two daughters yep. Baylor's 20 years old she's never had the life experience of having a child, a child as a teenager, you know, it's kind of it's a totally different daughter scenario, but it is looking at those two as a pair. Uh, you know, I could see how they could rub you the wrong way. Yeah. 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 So um, the reward challenge, what'd you think of the reward challenge? It was interesting. So, I caught the fact that I don't know if everyone caught this. He said we're going to do a schoolyard pick. Yeah, which is this: I pick, you pick, I pick, you pick. Yeah. And the teams were basically the groups. Yeah, and so, you, so break down the teams for yeah, because everyone. So the red yeah. team was Reed, Jeremy, Natalie, Keith, and Wes, mm-hmm. and the blue team was Baylor, uh, Jacqueline, Alec, uh, and Josh and John. Yeah, and it was like, oh, the, those are like your our current alliances with almost. a few uh right because missy like didn't get picked two, one to was... two in, in each of them that were not in the opposing right, alliance for the most part and and that's always interesting i think when we didn't see them do the schoolyard pick so we don't know who, what the order was right but yeah, obviously missy being left off that just said to me like clearly she would get left off she's the most unathletic in the group and this was an athletic challenge you can tell right away and it looked that looked hard when they were pushing the the pieces up the ramp yeah a little bit it looked because the ramp got lower and yeah so the the reward challenge this week was a classic take huge heavy Heavy pieces. You have to move them from one area to the next. But the way they did it was they had to lift them onto a ramp. A ramp, or what would you say, like a like a like a, a shelf, cart. A cart. like a, like a uh, train cart. Train cart. Push a train cart, and then once you get all the pieces over to the mat on the other side, then use those huge pieces to build a, a tower, pyramid. a pyramid, and then unlatch a, a statue, and then pull a rope to get the statue mm-hmm. to then release a flag. And at first, I thought the teams looked kind of even. 
I mean, you got to think about the physical size of yeah. some of the. I mean, with Baylor being a little smaller, you know, and Jacqueline's not very strong compared to what you have in Jeremy and Reed. Yeah. I felt like that the yellow team had the advantage even definitely. From the start. They, they look they look physically intimidating compared to the blue team. Yeah, and and I think one thing that I've noticed in a couple of challenges is when you know that challenge where they had to move the huge cube, the big cube, mm-hmm. and like roll it. When I was watching that, Josh kind of just like stood on the side for a bunch of it and like let people do it. He did the same thing last night. I noticed when they were pushing sometimes and mm-hmm. moving or moving the pieces. Because well, when he was pushing, Alec got right next to him and was pushing the same ramp yeah. as him. Josh is like ripped and he looks like he'd be so strong, but it didn't seem like he was that strong mm-hmm. in some of these challenges. And he did at one point. He was on the same side as John, um, but it was just kind of like, oh, Josh, it didn't seem like you have as uh-huh. much strength as you as it seems like you want to, you know. But he's the, like skinny strong. Skinny probably, strong. He has like no, <laughs> he has no body fat, so no he body looks fat. Ripped, but he's probably the size of like a, a toothpick. You know? <laughs> yeah, the camera adds a little uh, a little size. Makes and him weight. look bulky. Looks bulky. So yellow team that dominated. You know the. The blue team hardly even had their their pyramid completely. They started full. to catch up at the unloading stage, yeah. but then it was. That was an easy puzzle too. So there, mm-hmm. there wasn't an advantage for the weaker team. When sometimes the puzzle is a little more complicated, yes. they come back in, and that's where they like close the gap. Because when in building the pyramid, you could easily tell which were the bigger pieces that would go on the bottom yeah. to, yeah, to build no the pyramid. Yeah, it was really simple. So it was a, kind of a simple puzzle part of it. So the yellow team won a taco bar reward, but before they go to the reward, they had to choose someone on the opposing team to go to Exile Island, which. We, you know, I wasn't necessarily expecting one person to go alone. That was, I was surprised by that, too, that one person had to so go. So one person went alone, and they picked Johnny Boy. That was a good choice. Good choice. Jeremy, Why? you could tell Jeremy was, like, leading that choice. And Well, here's the thing about Jeremy. When Jeremy did that, Jeremy thought that John and Jacqueline were on his side. You know, he did not think if they went to tribal council that John and Jacqueline were going to vote him off. He thought those two were going to vote off Josh. So I think he had the idea of let's send my boy John because then if there's an idol right. or something, he can find it and I'll be safe and it won't go against me. But John is flip-flopping, you know? Well, for me, it, at this point in the show, it was a good choice to make. But unfortunately, they didn't do anything to try to win Jacqueline over after the fact. Oh, gosh. Because that's, 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 when, that's when you say, okay, we got to get these two apart. Yeah. And we got to get to one of them because if we get to one, we could maybe get to two. So you think it was more the idea of let's split them apart so we can that's, talk? That's how I would have played it. I would okay. have split – because they are at this point and have been the last few weeks the swing vote or yeah. the, the couple that people need on their team so that their vote passes. Mm-hmm. If you split them apart, then you have the opportunity to get one alone mm-hmm. and not have to deal with two of them and have them talking and that yeah. kind of stuff. So that was to me why I would have done yeah. that as well. And I, th- I thought – I interpreted it that Jeremy wanted to do it. Because and I see that too. he wanted to maybe get an ally he trusted over there, but also to they wanted to weaken John because they think John is super strong, which mm-hmm. he is. He's strong physically, um, but that's I mean that's the smart way of looking at it. And in the long run, and bigger picture, it did work out for Jeremy in that regards because getting John away allowed Jacqueline to bond more with the women in his alliance, Baylor mm-hmm. and Missy, and uh, it, it helped out w- also when they returned to see that the guys were mistreating Jacqueline, which we're definitely going to talk about. So, I mean, we should talk about it right now. When John was on Exile Island and the, they were at the reward, but also when they came back from the reward, they treated Jacqueline like garbage and it was basically uh someone i think it was missy described it as a, a frat, frat house, boys you know a frat the frat boys so what is your take on the jacqueline situation 
I mean, again, to me, the logical thing when you got Jacqueline there alone is to get to her in some way and talk to her. If yeah. you're trying to get them on your side, and clearly we saw at the end of this episode that she controls the couple. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's usually the case. If it's a relationship couple, I think though in this round, I don't think the whole game she's been. We'll, we'll see. Controlling. It. I think. I think it, if she puts her foot down, I think she'll. She'll have the final Most say. Most of the time, the women wear the pants. Usually. <laughs> and that's – I'm always so frustrated off the topic with reality shows and the women on the reality shows because there are so many opportunities that women have an opportunity to band together and do things as women and they don't. And they always end up joining an all-male alliance and then they end up getting picked off. I think that's a lot for more Big Brother. That's for sure on Big Definitely Brother. Definitely Big like, Brother. I don't know. It yeah. just that bothers me. I want to see the women. Go ahead. Nando. I just want to. I just want to add. Sorry, Nando, producer, just big fan. Yeah. I felt that Josh. It was a big mistake with Josh. I mean, they're focusing on the three other people in in there hanging out. And yeah. Josh was focusing on Baylor his whole time instead of trying to solidify that. You heard it throughout the whole episode that nobody knew where ja- John and Jacqueline are at, and here goes here goes. Uh, Josh going for Baylor, even though that was obviously just a thorn in his side. But we didn't, yes, Josh definitely went to Baylor. So we, we talked about, he, he went to Baylor and there was a whole conversation of, you owe me. And this was, you know, kind of the, I saved you the first couple rounds, now you owe me. And Baylor had none of it. She, you know, she had none of it, where she's kind of, you know, following her mom's advice. But, you know, she's, I, I, I agree with Baylor. She doesn't owe him. Uh, no. This not is this not time. a charity game, you know. That was what you did in your game. You know, she owes you squat. So, but what Josh did do when he realized that, he moved on from Baylor and then wanted to vote Baylor out. But he did. There were conversations with Jacqueline that Josh had conversations with Jacqueline. Let's stick together. Let's stick the couples, all that sort of stuff. But they were ineffective. And I think they were ineffective because even though he was he was on Jacqueline's case, all the other guys in his alliance, which Josh was not smart about, did not you know, treat her and go up to her and have genuine conversation or treat her with respect or right. treat her with a, a valued member of that alliance. You don't want the swing person to ever feel like they're in oh, the no. bottom Kiss of the totem the pole. Never. Like, it's so dumb. But you look at the people, Wes and Alec, yes, they are young, like, frat boys. And then you look at Keith, add him into it. He's like the, the leader of the frat house. <laughs> so it's kind of like... Although Josh, I think, was making moves to keep Jacqueline, he should have done a better management job of his alliance as a whole of guys. Keep him in check. We need to make sure Jacqueline feels welcome without John. We need to make sure Jacqueline feels respected in this alliance, that she's not the sixth wheel in this alliance. This is our number one priority. And they didn't do that, you know? I don't know. I, I, um, I'm bored with that. They should have, and again, that's my thing is from a game, if you send him, you gotta get to her. You gotta keep her happy. And that could have swung a lot of other people. The votes could have shifted a whole bunch of different ways. Yeah. If you play the cards right. But I, I mean, with Alec and Wes and those guys, I mean, they're just there right now. And I don't, it's, I don't see them winning. Yeah. And, I found myself like the last couple episodes really rooting for the Jeremy side, that alliance, because mm-hmm. I feel like they are playing the game a lot more. In the beginning of the season, I I, I, I am wrong. I pegged Josh as the... I've been pegging Josh as the winner of the season for so long because I felt like he was in this alliance of knuckleheads where he was controlling all their votes. And last week, you know, he could get these votes and he was he's a good player. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
he that alliance they're just I, I didn't like that whole side anymore. I stopped liking Josh as much because when he got back with Reed, it was just kind of like boring to watch Reed just do whatever Josh said. It's been boring to watch all those guys not really play the game and it's kind of that side I, I have kind of steered away from like I'm happy that they're not in control. I of think the game. Reed though is kind of under the radar to the point now he could drift through for a through four three, four more weeks, get a couple strong players out, and he's physically strong mm-hmm. and could compete come to the end. Yeah, and, and we'll see uh oh this room is shaking. <laughs> yes. Or is there an earthquake? <laughs> but yeah, Reed's going to be interesting because we have not seen Reed so far in eight episodes do anything game-wise really strategically because when he was on his tribe, they won so many times. Yep. And then Josh came over during the swap, and he's just been doing what Josh wants him to do. So now we're going to see what type of player is Reed. What type of player? This is probably better for him that Josh is gone. I think He's so not going to be living in the shadow of Josh. He's not going to be paired with Josh. So let's see what Reed can do on his own. Uh, you know, we'll see. I think that he has a good shot to drift. Like I said, he'll drift by for a few more weeks because people aren't going to yeah. pick up on him yet, and he's not really on anyone's radar. And then, yeah. I mean, to get a couple of strong players out, he has a, a good shot. Yeah, so let's talk about the reward challenge. It's one of the, the taco bar challenge. Margaritas and beer. and Margar- Now, if Jerry were here, I know what she would say. She would go off on how it is so stupid to gorge yourself at a challenge oh, yes, like that. always. Because even though she's she's experienced it during different seasons – it is, you know, you're so hungry, you're so starving, but you know mentally and logically that you're not, it's not going to sit well in your stomach. Oh, yeah, especially tacos and margaritas and beer. And so, like, she, yeah, she would be making fun of Wes I'm right now. I'm do the same thing. <laughs> Go ahead. Because I, I watch a show and I think, oh, man, like they are, whatever they offer sweets or anything with sugar, I'm like, I would never even eat that. Like, don't yeah. even. If I haven't eaten for two weeks, don't even bring that near me. Because you just know they're going to get sick. And yeah. Like, how is that just going to tear you up? Yeah. So, so Wes was eating like a pig. He ate his face off. Tacos, margaritas, like everything. Tacos. And even it's, it's, they didn't show it if he did. He, on well, the he, verge said, of he said he got up a couple times. And, yeah. Did they ex- they blinked it out whatever he said? So yeah, one of the things I thought was interesting, what which I I'm, Natalie has been growing on me a couple episodes after a while. Natalie was funny and she made the comment at the taco bar like, "This is awkward. Should we be talking strategy together?" You know, but it was you had Natalie and Jeremy there in an alliance together, and then you had Reed, Keith and West, Keith and West, and it was just kind of like very awkward, no strategy talks, and this is he tacos and that beer, and, you know, cheers to that. But that is one of the fun things when you have a bunch of gamers like i look back to um last season with tony when tony and spencer and Wu went on a reward challenge together and right away the talk is strategizing even though they were not in the same alliance mm-hmm. you know there was strategy talk in and out but this time it's just the line right now has been so clear on what the division of the alliances are you know the strategy talk was a minimum on the on the on the reward challenge and i i, I do at times like when it's so drawn in the sand like that because there's going to come a point where a few people are going to get voted out and then someone's going to say, you know what? This isn't working. I need to change my game. Yes. And then someone's going to get blindsided, like yeah. hard, because they're, they're going to, someone's going to jump ship and change their alliance. And yeah. that really shakes the game up. And I always like when that happens because somebody's like, thinks they're sitting on top of their alliance mm-hmm. and they're voting everybody out. And then suddenly they're not. Boom. Anymore. Boom. Well, one thing that really pissed me off about last night's episode that I could go off on forever <laughs> and ever and ever is where they hide the hidden immunity idol. That was. Yeah. What a joke. Like, the fact that, you know, 
these idols are being hidden so easily. This season has been really easy. They are so easy to find with one clue. And even if John on XI Island didn't have a clue, he would have found it because it is in the most obvious spot. Let's climb up that big thing right there. So the idol was hidden behind a rock of a different color than the rock that was the formation of this huge rock formation in the middle of the island on the off right off the beach so in the clue basically said in, in low tide go find it so where in low tide this huge rock formation is like protruding the island yeah. and he you know he's searching under rocks all that sort of stuff and then he starts the only spot i haven't looked yet is climbing it Ooh. and it was only one way up so clearly it was right there and it was in the most obvious spot. I get it. The game is more interesting when people have idols. The game is more interesting when idols are in play because then you have an extra layer of strategy. But unless it's you get voted out, we've so, already seen unless, a player yeah, get voted out with one. John Rocker got voted off this season with an idol. But it just was so like, oh, really? After this one clue in a few hours on X Island, he already has the idol, right? Which I don't think he'll. I don't think in the bigger picture he's going to use it to his advantage. No, I don't, I don't know why, but I just don't feel. I mean, people, fans on YouTube, you can tell us otherwise. I just don't feel like John and Jacqueline, although they've been the swing votes, although they've been the power couple in their minds, I just don't feel them as gamers. I don't feel them as gamers. I don't know why. Why do you feel the same no, way? I agree. I don't feel that they're. They don't have. I mean, I feel like if anything, Jacqueline will. If they get split apart, she'll be the one that will emerge as the gamer who has mm-hmm. a little more strategy. Because I think she listens to the things that are going around her more than John does. Mm-hmm. And she plays a little emotional, which is good at times because she weighs out the differences that John isn't really taking. He's like, oh, we're the boys. We're one of the boys. I think what my problem with them is, yes, they've been the swing vote, but I think they are so easily swayed. I think that it's like whoever can give the best argument within three days to them, they'll get their vote, which is a strategy that sometimes gets in. Sandra, you know, she, I think, played more strategically longer term, but it was always, if it's not me, I don't care. But I just don't see an end game in their mind. Like when they were going to go on the Josh side, I thought that would have been the stupid decision because here you have, you know, their argument is stick with the couples. Um, Baylor and Missy are a couple. A couple. So what each, even in this episode, when they're arguing at tribal council, Jacqueline and John stick with the couples. Okay, just because you have one more couple, Keith and Wes and Josh and Reed, right. doesn't mean on the other side that Baylor and Missy aren't a couple. And I think at this point we can pretty much say that Jeremy and Natalie are basically playing like a couple. So the argument of like stick with the couples doesn't make sense to me. Can, can I? Uh, can I just? Yeah, I want to disagree a little bit just uh, with as far as them being gamers because I agree with yeah. you. I think they've made John look like an idiot for the first half because they when they paired him up in that in the tribe like eating all the rice. One of the guys just just the bravado that he's had. But yeah, with Drew and Alex. Once he got once he got that immunity idol, easy or hard to find. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like okay, now he's actually a threat, and he seems to be playing a little bit smarter with an idol because he yeah. knows he has that little extra padding. I yeah, I, th- I well, I, I just don't think I think he's not thinking long enough term in the game. I think that if he would have gone and got so here's this is what annoys me is yes, I get Jeremy's a big threat, and his mentality when he was talking to Jack in one of their arguments is like we need to get Jeremy out now because he is you know he's got kids and he's a fireman. We'll never he'll never our story won't compare to his. There are going to be more opportunities to take out Jeremy, yeah. you know, and that's like the bigger picture is the Jeremy side. Jacqueline and John were with Baylor and Missy for the entire the merge. They played with Baylor and Missy for the entire merge. There is relationships there. They weren't with 
Josh. They weren't with Keith. You know, they weren't. It's just there's more ties that they have to that one side. So I'm glad as gamers they chose that side eventually. But I agree with you. Jacqueline was the one more spearheading that decision. And I just don't see them playing longer term of like, how are the moves we're making now going to get us to the end? Right. I see Jeremy, Jeremy and Missy and even Natalie and Josh was doing a great job of that. They were all making these moves, I feel like, of how it's going to get them ahead of where to the final two right. or three. Where I just, as of now, don't see that with John and Jacqueline. But with the idol, with the hidden idol, hopefully that does give him more of like a, let's make some moves that are more risky moves and that sort of thing. I don't know. The ability to alienate somebody is always a good thing because when you piss one person off, it shifts attention right to them. Yeah, you know. I do like John and J- I like. I, 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 I like them too. I like. They them very seem much. like nice. You know, they're Midwest people. I'm a Midwest guy that I would want to hang out with and that sort of thing. But as gamers, I just don't see. I hope maybe now that Jacqueline like fought against John against the decision of I don't want to go with the boys anymore. They're revolting. They're chauvinistic. Hopefully, then she's going to emerge more of like a gamer and and John. Hopefully he will as well. We'll see. I, I hope that they just now could easily get like eventually picked off, you know, just because like they are in the middle still. Like you gotta you gotta get those alliances and, and make them stronger so you don't feel like you're at the bottom of the totem pole. But who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Um, so let's get to the r- immunity challenge. Yeah, it's a snooze fest to watch. I like playing those. I yeah, always, I play it I at home. I always sit there and, okay, okay, it's uh, Pyramid, it's Sun, it's Tower, it's this. And I always, like, am repeating them in my head, just like yeah. Baylor was. And it's, like, over and over again, trying to remember them. Yeah, so the immunity challenge was the classic Jeff Probst holding up symbols, and then everybody has a cube with different symbols on each side. And then you have to follow the pattern of... You know what Jeff showed, and a just few like of them Simon. went out, went out right away. It was just like so. John, John Reed, West, Alec—they all kind yep. of went first out round. very early in the first and second rounds. But what I did love about the immunity challenge was it came down to Josh versus Jeremy, yep. and it's the battle of the titans, the battle of the two guys that are playing the game the hardest, the two guys that are battling to get each other out, the two guys that have the most influence in the game over a majority of allies. So. It was awesome for me watching as a, yeah, you're like, who's, who's gonna, win? gonna win? And whether you're on Josh's side or Jeremy's side, you're rooting hardcore for one of them. I was rooting for Jeremy to win that too. challenge. I'm definitely, um, pro the Jeremy Alliance. And I was so happy to see that Jeremy won. And, you know, I think if he didn't win and Josh won, we may have seen Jeremy go home because I think so. With that power, in immunity, this is where, you know, having immunity is so important. Josh may have been able to sway, uh, yeah. John and Jacqueline. Who knows? Even though Jacqueline was hardcore against the guys on that side. But when the person everybody wants out has immunity, you have to change your entire game yep. plan. I think that he would have very likely gone home this week as well. It's interesting. I, I think that, you know, the immunity this week was so important and Jeremy good. He, he had gotten out on the. He was out first last time. Yeah, the, the physical the challenge. Yeah. He was out uh, dropping the balls and holding the balls mm-hmm. on the circular, you know, platform with the ropes. He dropped it with first. the ropes. He is a huge threat. I get that people are so worried about him. He's a huge threat. He's a mental threat. He's a physical threat. He's a social threat. He's a huge threat. You know, eventually you have bad to get for, out for him. Uh, for Keith though. Like winning it last week, like he's an underdog to win. You know, but yeah. then he won the immunity idol and they didn't even get to use it. <laughs> yeah, that is true. He won Julie the, screwed him over. Julie, the Keith win is just uh, worthless. But what I do, now that you bring up Keith, what's going to be interesting in the next couple of weeks, and we saw the preview was, Keith had that idol that nobody knew about, but his 
own ally Reed in the preview for coming up next week goes in his bag and finds that he had the clue and they all are now assuming that Keith has been hiding the whole time that he has a hidden idol, which is going to turn that target on Keith so bad next week. When he dodged a bullet, too, with the merge because he was next to go in that tribe Mm -hmm. if they wouldn't have merged. Yeah. So, with Missy and yeah. Baylor and Jacqueline and John, John. Yeah. so it's you know that sort of thing. So post immunity, Jeremy, he knew he needed the idol. He got the idol, and he's kind of sitting pretty. Of okay, now I can rally my troops to get out. Josh, Josh needs to go, and then Josh's side needs to turn the the tables against you know Jeremy because they can't vote for him. And Josh is all about leading to what we talked about earlier. He wants Baylor out because he can't get Baylor to switch. Baylor's mm-hmm. under his mom. Baylor, you know. Right. Um, if anything, you should, they need to go for Missy. If they're going to pick one of the two, yes. going for Baylor is dumb because she will go wherever anyone takes yeah. her once Missy's gone. If Josh, you know, let's say take out Missy, then Baylor could probably get. I mean, Josh could probably get Baylor back. Yeah, I would. I would think if Missy weren't there, I would argue that Baylor would go. Would have gone back to Josh. Absolutely. Because she she liked him, although she felt backstabbed and hurt by him. They had a good connection. And I feel like if Missy weren't there, Baylor would have gone back to Josh. And if they would have maybe targeted Missy and successfully got Missy out, then Baylor may have been the free agent to go back to Josh. I think so. I mean, I feel like she wouldn't have known any better what to do and mm-hmm. would have been so confused and scared that she would have just gone back to what she knew. Yeah. One thing that um, after the immunity challenges stuck out to me that I was like, What? Was when John saw Jacqueline, everybody was around the camp and John reunites with Jacqueline and he says to her, I have an idol. You don't have to tell her immediately while everybody is standing around you. And then they never brought it up again. What? Yeah, it was like, I wanted to see that conversation of when he talked to her about, I found the hidden idol and don't do it when people are standing a foot to two feet away from you. Yes, I know you're excited to see your girlfriend. Yes, I know you're excited you found the idol. Wait till you have a little privacy. And they showed him four minutes later standing on the beach talking. Yeah. When uh when Josh comes up to him and so yeah. like why yeah, why did he that seems really thrown away to me as like a reveal moment. Ugh, it was and it was just added in there, which maybe we'll see it come back. It was foreshadowing in the future, but it was like, What are you doing? Wait till you have your girlfriend alone. I, want, I hope somebody says I heard him say it. Yeah. I heard him I tell hope. her when he came back from exile that he had the immunity idol. Well, I think the next person that goes to exile and sees that there's a clue, they're gonna know John has the idol. I just feel like they're gonna see that clue and go, Oh, let's just assume that John found the idol. Right. One thing I think that I relate John and Jacqueline to is in Survivor Philippines. I, I just feel like they're very similar to um, Lisa and Mike Scoopin. Mm-hmm. Every week, Lisa and Mike Scoopin were that swing vote. If every alliance wanted those two to vote with them, whatever decision they made, that was the person that went home. So we're seeing that play out with John and Jacqueline. But when is the point when that is not going to be the case? I predict it's going to come within the next few weeks. That I'd say they, probably three weeks. They're going to go after John or Jacqueline. And I would love to see. I would love to see John be a gamer and play that idol correctly and and prove me wrong and save himself or Jacqueline. Yeah. And then- but with John gone, with Josh gone now, I think he has a chance to be a gamer because by yeah. taking one of the heads of the snakes off from those two major alliances, oh, yeah. it gives him an opportunity. Yeah, and you now we're going to see, especially with Reed. Yeah, we see we saw that in the preview he's going to go like crazy this next week, mm-hmm. but he can be somebody that either side could bring. Yes. You know, he could switch sides now. With Josh gone, there are so many more free agents now. Alec, Wes, 
Keith, I feel like he'll be probably gone soon because of that idol. And then Reed, those guys are not going to band together and successfully have an alliance. Those guys were kept together to Josh. Mm-hmm. And it's just those guys are going to either, just be free agents, which could be fun. And I hope what happens is the other major alliance sees them as free agents and starts using them to turn Gives on each them. other. Yep, start taking and each I, other I out. think Natalie could be the one to do it. I think Natalie, she has shown – you know, those those seeds of I'm a gamer, I'm ready to turn the alliance, I'm ready to do that. So Natalie, I think, could be the one to pick up those free agents. Mm-hmm. She tried with Alec before, which was unsuccessful. Maybe she'll be able to successfully do it and turn on people. And even though she's with Jeremy, I see her – she could backstab and cut I, Jeremy. When I think, she, when I think of all the people, to. she'd be the one who would do the backstab move. And I feel like she has the – the ability to be vocal about things. Like yes. She's not, not going to keep her opinion to herself if there's something that needs to be said. She'll say it, and that may sway the people over to her. She's outspoken, and she's yeah. just going to say it like it is, which I'm, I like about her. Uh, one thing that was really dumb, and like this is another moment of Keith, where Keith kind of is like, do you watch Survivor? Or right. do you know that sort of when thing? When he said the road on Baylor? Yeah. So he was with Missy and told Missy that Baylor is going to be the one they're targeting. And, you know, and he just said, I'm going to vote for Baylor because she's lazy at camp. And, you know, I, I, I think she's been lazy and you're just taking care of her and you don't, you know, you're not a good mother to her. Basically said, like, she should be doing more. And, and you know, Missy was like, you're an idiot for, and Baylor, they're both like, you're an idiot for telling me you're voting out my daughter. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, Yeah. <laughs> Nothing more to say to that than that was stupid for him to say that. I did, I did like the fact that he was saying to her like, "You baby her," and I don't do the same thing to Wes, and you need to stop doing that because mm-hmm. I feel like as a parent, you need to stop doing that and let her make her own mistakes. But at the same time, that was so stupid to him because I could see Keith going farther than Wes and going farther than Alec in this game because he's not really a threat right now, mm-hmm. and he could. I don't know if he's smart enough to make it to the end, but I feel like he could go a lot farther. Yeah, it's. It's, I think that, you know, when Missy told Baylor, hey, you're the target on their side tonight, and Baylor was like, shocked kind of, and just kind of, all right, I'm nervous, I'm a nervous wreck, and I gotta, you know, play the game and, and all that sort of stuff. It's just, Missy is doing a good job of protecting Baylor, and it was dumb for Keith to say that, and it just, I think, gave more ammo to Jacqueline of, you, we saw Alec, telling Baylor to go throw her his trash away like he's he's right like, go throw my trash away woman that's like he didn't say woman but it was basically like she's what like this this is why the women band together and Jacqueline sided yep. with the women and because this like chauvinistic attitude from the men of having the women clean up and having the women do these sort of you know, traditional, if you want to say that, women roles. That is, you like, want fish? You want to eat? That doesn't, you know, that's like not heard of these days. No. Like, you know, that sort of thing. And it's, it's just kind of like you guys were being dumb. Like you're being stupid. And no wonder Jacqueline and John sided the other way. So t- tribal council, it basically was the the everyone was just basically throwing it out there. We know John and Jacqueline are the swing vote. Our fate lies Again, in yeah. John and Jacqueline. And it's it's so interesting where sometimes a swing vote gives power and people are not going to be mad at you. I think John and Jacqueline are in a good position as a swing vote of even it, that they decided against one side, the other side is not going to hate them because they're so open about being the swing vote. Yeah, and that is a good decision because if it were – uh, you know, kind of more secret where both sides fully trusted that they were on the side, 
and then one side felt completely blindsided, that side would want to seek ven- like revenge. But since they are so open about it and they can use the power of the swing vote, I think they're not in a bad position of being the swing vote. Like, it wasn't our fault. We were just put in a situation that yeah. we had to make a choice. We made the best choice for our game. Sorry. Yeah. And I think people I agree. I think people will forgive that, and mm-hmm. I think they could, they could sh- shake things up. And I took I, – I 100% agree with the decision they made this episode of taking out Josh compared to taking out the sides of Jeremy. If they went against specifically with Jeremy having immunity and they went against Jeremy's alliance, they would fight back. But because they went against Josh, those those guys he are was not, the right choice. They're sure. not going to fight back successfully. Right. Or if they try and fight back, I don't think it's going to work. And it's going to flounder. And it's kind of, you know, I think bravo to you guys – Jer- I mean, John and Jacqueline, I think you guys made the best decision last night in siding with voting out Josh. Well, if they stick together, you know, that those six people, they have the numbers now to take out the remaining four, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have the, the four couples and the two stragglers. Yeah. Pick up one extra one here and there to try to solidify an alliance. But they can make it a lot farther. Hopefully. We'll see. I don't know. So predictions. Who are you predicting? What are you predicting coming up? Oh, we haven't heard that in a while. Prediction. <laughs> yes. Like I said, I think that Reed is going to start doing some stuff. I, I look for, again. They showed it in the trailer. Where Just he's like, shenanigans or strategic? I think first off shenanigans, but then strategic. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's a smart game player, and I've, obviously he's with Josh, and he's a smart game player. Yeah. So he had to pick something up along the way. Uh, and so I look for that. I don't know if I feel like Baylor has a long life in this game, even with Missy protecting her. Eventually, she's going to do something that's going to piss somebody off, and they're going to vote the other way. I disagree. At this point, in the, at I, this with, point the, with the numbers, you might as well keep her in the final three. That's yeah, my thought. The, the troop, take her with you all the way. Yeah, I, th- I would. I, I think predict. Jeremy's in trouble if he doesn't win again. I predict. I think Baylor is going to go towards the end. I think she's going to get to them, but she won't win. I think it's going to come down to. I think the the three gamers to me in the game that are going to make the biggest decisions coming up: Jeremy, Natalie, and Missy. I think there are the gamers right there, and we'll see how it goes down. So, Ryan, where can people find you? You can find me at Ryan Hooks ninety two on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. All right, you can find me at Justin F Walter on. Twitter and Instagram and Jerry and Ryan we miss you guys hope you guys are out of town <laughs> Ryan's like no I don't miss you don't, don't come back but uh, thank you guys so much for listening give us your comments and uh, what you think of this season on YouTube and on iTunes and uh, we'll be back next week with more Survivor see you later from executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro Phil Svitek and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.